0: I'm Danielle, and I'm Christy,
1: and you are listening to
0: Snacks with Stein. Let's do it.
1: We are back from outer space. Just kidding. Um, (laughs) This is Snacks with Stein, episode six. We are coming to you the day before Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day or Singles Awareness Day. Singles. (laughs) Whatever you celebrate or don't celebrate, happy everything. Christy is here with us. What up? She's having a snack right now. She was just making a lot of noise.
0: Yes, I was. I was telling a story um, about the crazy person in the theater one time had a bag of miniature candy bars. This is almost as noisy to open. I did not do my snack homework and, like, curate a sassy snack for this show. So we were stuck with what's actually in my uh, pantry. And... (laughs) I'm having cheese on cheese crackers that come in the little six pack of crackers. This is a Kroger brand. Um, I'm not sure that it is real food. (laughs) It could just be a bunch of chemicals holding hands, but it's real good. I enjoy them. And I will edit myself
1: crunching them. (laughs) We support chemicals holding hands to create delicious foods. <laughs> there's, as a parent,
0: there's stuff that I, I'm constantly saying no to in the grocery store. But there are sometimes when, like, I get the little shoulder devil going. How long's it been since you had a star crunch? <laughs> I definitely have to like buy it on the sly and eat it when the kids aren't home. <laughs> That's my life. I love it. So, what are
1: we doing today? What what, what story are we telling? I read, and I'm telling you about the ghost next door this was published in 1993 and it was 395 which is more expensive than the haunted mask and it's old and it's older huh which is interesting to me so do you
0: think those are like reprint prices sometimes like maybe those aren't original prices because maybe they're reprints
1: of the original book it's possible i got this one on ebay so I don't know for sure if it's new or, a re- you know, reprint. I picked this one because I thought it might be a love story. Because I thought, you know, boy next door, girl next door, perhaps. Right. And I was wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I'm kind of wrong. So I'll say it from the start. This one, this one I did not read as a kid. I don't remember it at all. It took me on a journey of like, whoa. This is a this one's intense. It's a pretty nondescript cover. Still the typical bumpy writing. It's kind of an exorcist pea soup kind of green color. Front door of a house with a welcome mat and there's two ghost shoes that are at the door. That's that's all we've got. (laughs) The tagline for this one is "There's a strange new kid on the block." Let's get into it. Let's do it do it all right so I'm going to tell you now this is an intense opening so okay you ready
0: yeah I have I have an idea and if you don't like it we can pretend that <laughs> I never said this because you're saying that you thought it was a romance but it turns out it wasn't mm-hmm. how about as you're going through the story when I can pick something up as dirty I'll come through with the hey
1: <laughs> I like it
0: we'll see what happens go ahead. Okay, it.
1: we'll see Hannah sits straight up in bed, staring in horror at the fire surrounding her. Flames are ripping across her room, peeling back the wallpaper, and she begins to choke on the smoke. It's too late to scream, but she does it anyway. It was only a dream. She's alive. And Hannah thinks her summer may be the most boring ever, but at least her dreams aren't. Hannah is 12 years old. She's in the eighth grade and spending a lonely summer in Greenwood Falls. Her parents didn't have the money for camp this year, so she's stuck at home with her six-year-old twin brothers, Bill and Herb. Oh, God. You heard that right. Herb. What the
0: fuck? Why didn't she just name the other kid
1: Oscar? (laughs) It's a typical morning, sun is shining, mom's making breakfast, but after her really crazy nightmare, she's determined to make today the best day. She's dressed in day glow green shorts and a bright orange tank top. So picture that in your mind. I'm here for it. I'm all about it. She gets stressed, heads outside to face the day. She wants to get on her bike, get going. Look out, someone calls. Hannah falls to the ground with a sharp pain in her back. She picks herself up off the ground and turns around to find that a boy on a bike had hit her. He claims to not have seen her, despite her bright ass outfit, and apologizes. <laughs> His name is Danny Anderson, and he tells her he lives next door. Apparently he has for a while, but that's not possible. Hannah swears up and down that this house has been dark and empty since the last family moved away. A loud cry from Herb breaks Hannah's kind of confused state, and she tells him to get help from mom, leave me alone, and turns back to ask Danny some more questions. But he's just vanished into thin air. He's gone. So she's like, what the fuck just happened? So she goes back inside the house because she's like, I'm in pain. I don't know what else to do with my day now. So she sits down to write a scathing letter to her best friend, Janie. She's away at camp and promised to write every day. But Hannah has not gotten a single postcard from this bitch. Rude.
0: Did you ever go to camp?
1: I did not. I went to day camp, but I wasn't wealthy enough to go to fancy camp.
0: I think fancy camp is a rich kid thing. If you are in a certain bracket, (laughs) you send your children to like the, you know, the Northeast Mm -hmm. somewhere (laughs) where they shoot arrows. And no, I never (laughs) went to camp. In college, there was a company that ran a summer camp. I majored in theater tech Mm -hmm. and they were talking to all the theater students about going and being like counselors specializing in like acting and uh you know costume construction and things like that for these kids like going to work mm-hmm. there and I didn't go but my friend and her boyfriend and and like five of our friends signed up and they were going to go oh, wow. to camp and be camp counselors and I was super jealous because I was thinking it was going to be like awesome to go to camp as as an adult and like drink and whatever and have a (laughs) a good time. And when they came back, I was like, so how was camp? And everybody was like, that was the most horrible experience (laughs) of my life. Because apparently three days into it, a stomach virus started getting passed around to not only the children, but also the counselors there. So they're in the middle of nowhere. Everybody is like shitting their pants and like vomiting, <laughs> and like I guess it was so horrible. Sorry, little little bit of a tangent, but every time I think of summer camp, I think of my poor friends. Yeah, sidestepping puddles of vomit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it's funny. And the opposite of that is that my cousins have gone to. Um, they're Jewish, so they went to a camp that was for like part of their temple. You know. Oy. And they did that every summer from like a very young age. And my oldest cousin now has went through the ranks from like a camper to an intermediate counselor to a counselor. And now she works like for the camp her entire life at summer camp. Hilarious, but she loves it because she loves kids and it's her favorite thing. So it's, it's total opposite end of the spectrum. But it's funny to me, someone who's never gone to camp she spent her entire life at camp. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. We're back to Hannah writing her letter. Right. And she decides to tell Janie about Danny. He has bright red hair. Little freckles. And She thinks he's pretty cute. She decides that she's going to walk her letter to the post office in town because she wants to kill some time. And she passes by Mrs. Quilty's house. She's this little grumpy old lady. The grocery store, the ice cream parlor, and my personal favorite, a diner called Diner. <laughs> my mouth.
0: I just spit crack. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
1: Proceed. Proceed. She gets to the post office, drops her letter off, and starts to head home. Then she hears some angry shouting from the alley behind the building and a yelp of pain. So she runs towards the sound and sees the postmaster, Mr. Chesney, Danny, two boys she doesn't recognize, and a little brown dog. Mr. Chesney was shouting at them to go, get out of here. And he had been throwing stones at this dog. So this is when I paused. And said, fuck this guy. Yeah. I fuck hope he guy. dies. I hope he dies already. Throws rocks at dogs with
0: those wrong I you. know who
1: does that. Right. So Hannah is just mesmerized by Danny because he's so pale, almost as though he'll just disappear in the sun. And he seems to be a little bit more afraid than the other two boys he's with, just a little bit more of a scaredy cat. But they all run off and the dog follows them. This Mr. Chesney guy is just well-hated in Greenwood Falls because he hates kids. He doesn't like loud music. They can't hang out in Town Square. And God forbid you step foot in his alley. So (sighs) Hannah and her friends were going to play a prank on him last Halloween, but he was prepared with his shotgun. What? (laughs) What This is the kind of guy... We're dealing with a guy who parks on his porch with a shotgun for kids. And he has an alley, apparently. Yeah. So behind so I pictured it like you have this post office and behind it is some kind of alleyway. And he says it's his because he's the postmaster. So good. I'm I'm glad.
0: That's... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad he has a customer facing position.
1: Yeah. <laughs> The commotion's all over, and she's like, I guess let's go home, because the boys ran off. But she takes the tree-lined side of the street to get out of the sun, because it was really hot out. And out of the corner of her eye, a thin, shadowy figure appears. dressed in all black, face is covered, and it raises a little hand, beckoning her to come closer. She can't believe it. It has to be the trees just messing with her head. Then she hears a whisper. So she takes off running, but is it following her? She only has one more block to go and the whispering is continuing. And Hannah just starts screaming, what do you want? But it's vanished. Finally, at home, she convinces herself that she's bored and lonely and just making things up in her head. And the summer days just keep passing by. Hannah keeps looking for Danny, but he never seems to be around. Then one afternoon, she sees him playing with a tennis ball in the backyard. She races outside, steps up next to him, and shouts, Hi! And in a typical male fashion, Danny responds with an enthusiastic, Oh, hey. I pictured that in my mind, like how little girls are so excited. Like, hi! And this boy is just like, sup?
0: Yeah, he <laughs> gave her the,
1: the chin lift. Yep. So, <laughs>
0: even though he's, like, done a hit, hit and run with his bike. Right. <laughs> sure.
1: Okay. Yeah, he has freckles and red hair. He's a Weasley. He's a Weasley. He's a Weasley!
0: Oh! Okay, I'm on board.
1: <laughs> so, They talk about their summer plans, and it turns out that Danny goes to the same middle school as Hannah, and they're in the same grade, but they don't know any of the same people. How weird. Of course, Hannah's suspicious. Like, how is that possible? Is he just making shit up because he's being an ass? All the while, Danny's been tossing this tennis ball while they talk, and he tossed it a little too hard. And it lands on the roof and in the gutter. Danny's gone again. Before she can even ask him what he's doing. He's just gone. And then he's halfway up the house on a ladder to get his ball. And H- Hannah's like, get the hell down. She just has a bad feeling in her stomach. Like she gets these intuitions where she's like, something bad's gonna happen. Like I just feels bad. And she keeps saying, get down. But he insists he's a good climber. And his mom calls him Danny Daredevil Anderson. And he reaches for the ball and his sneakers slip. And he falls head first off the roof. Is he dead? Do you think he's dead? Yes.
0: How many times?
1: You're going to break your
0: goddamn neck. What are you thinking?
1: So Use your Hannah, brain. Screams. Hannah screams. Shuts her eyes. She just keeps thinking, I have to get help. I have to get help. So she forces her eyes open. She searches the ground, but he's not there. He's standing in front of her with a big Cheshire cat grin on his face. How did he do that? How is he okay? And how would the hell did he land on his feet? Is he a cat person? <laughs> All Danny can say is Magic. <laughs> what does does he do spirit fingers I pictured it that way magic (laughs) so Hannah's fear is now just like hot rage and she's not amused by this jackass making her think he died she scolds him but gets called away to babysit the pests for an hour while her mom goes out she just can't stop thinking about Danny He's always vanishing. And how did nobody notice an entire family move in next door? So she starts thinking, he's a ghost. He has to be. And at least that's what she starts thinking. But then she's like, no, that's crazy. So she gets an idea. She'll spy on him. Observe. Sure. <laughs> sure. sure.
0: It's that old. Well, he could be a ghost. So
1: we have clearance to stalk him. By Mission. She's going to observe him and be scientific about it. And like you said, it's a nice way of saying stalk his ass. So. Mm -hmm. And her first experiment is to look in their kitchen window. So she presses her face to the glass Peers in and kind of falls back like shock. <laughs> Danny is staring right back at her. So he opens the door and he's like, do you want to come in? And Hannah's awkward about it. And she's like, oh my God, no, so sorry. And like kind of falls down the stairs and gets out of there because <laughs> she's just embarrassed. A Few more days pass and there's no sign of Danny again. And she finally sees him getting on his bike to head to town. But she lets him get a head start this time because she's gonna do her little spying. Do you remember Harriet the Spy? Yes, I love that book. It was I think I
0: yeah the the movie with Mm -hmm. Michelle Trachtenberg when she was still a baby. Mm
1: -hmm. Yes. Okay. Sorry, that's what I'm that's what I'm picturing in my head. (laughs) Right. She has her notebook. She's like, gotta go. Exactly. So she's driving through town. She hits all the hot spots looking for him but Danny's nowhere to be found because he fucking vanished again. So she feels defeated, she turns back, and there it is again, the thin shadowy creature, and it's following her, calling her name. She pedals faster and faster, but it feels like she's getting nowhere. Pedaling and pedaling, but not moving, the figure reaches its arms out to take her, and she sees it has glowing red eyes. Then she feels like she's falling, like in a dream, how you kind of feel like you're falling. Mm-hmm. She lands with a hard thud on the ground. And the bike lands on top of her. And the creature is still whispering to her. Me alone cries hannah what do you want and then some suddenly says hannah it's me she opens her eyes to see danny standing over her with a very concerned look he asks if she's okay and that he saw her fall from across the street but how he was nowhere to be found a minute ago so she's still in shock and looking for the shadowy figure and danny has no idea what the fuck she's talking about and just thinks she scared herself because of all the shadows on the street. And so the next day, Hannah decides that she's going to stay home and lay low. And she wants to write another letter to Janie, because once again, the little bitch didn't write back. And this leads us to my personal favorite introduction to a letter ever. It goes, (laughs) Dear Janie, how are you? I've sincerely hoped you've fallen in the lake and drowned. (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna use that in future writing projects. <laughs> we inquire
0: about your health, by the way. I hope you're
1: good. Yeah. Wow. So savage. <clears throat> I like Hannah. She has a little spunk to her, right? <laughs> she exchanges those pleasantries. Tells Janie that she's convinced Danny is a ghost and before summer is over, she's gonna have proof of this guy. So she finishes her letter, and I realize now too late that she was outside writing this, which I didn't catch at first. So she's outside writing somewhere in her backyard. She finishes the letter, looks up into the bright sun, and sees Danny. His pale skin is practically shimmering. He's, He's a, a vampire. Bit
0: yes! <laughs> yes that's it danny's a natural predator and we're drawn to his sparkly skin yeah god damn it i don't care what anyone says i love twilight
1: i will love it till the day i die i don't care bite me you said it loud and proud loud and proud i'm not scared what Come at me, bro. so danny's like give me the letter and that she you can't mail it but he won't tell her why hannah's like no i'm not giving you my letter And he gets more forceful. Danny needs the letter because Hannah knows his secret. And there's no way he's letting her tell anyone. So she was right. He is a ghost. She quizzes him. What does he want? When did he die? Is he there to haunt her? But the sun is so bright, she can barely make him out. There are two faces, both smiling. Who do you think it was?
0: Um, well, the only other two characters we have are her brothers. Mm-hmm. We also have
1: Danny's friends. Curb. Danny's friends. Oh, Danny has friends. <laughs> when did Danny get friends? Danny had friends at the post office. Alan and Fred.
0: Oh, oh, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So it could have been them. Um, but I'm guessing mm. it's the brothers.
1: You were right. It is the brothers, Bob and Herb, or should we say Herb? And- <laughs> The next day, Hannah decides to see if Danny is home and she wants to walk to Harder's, which is the ice cream store for some ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) So she knocks on the door, knocking on the back stoop a few more times to no response. She peers in and sees Mrs. Anderson sipping coffee at their kitchen table. So she starts knocking louder and shouting, Mrs. Anderson, it's Hannah from next door. No response. Then it dawns on her. I know why she can't hear me or see me. And she runs off into the night, frightened. So this is when I thought to myself, so your first thought is she's dead, Not that she's ignoring you because you're annoying. It's like it's the middle of the night. And you're like, hey.
0: Seriously, (laughs) this is why we don't live in a neighborhood. Like, (laughs) I don't want neighborhood kids coming around asking for stuff or, like, knocking on
1: doors. She takes off. And a girl after our own hearts, she decides that the best way to salvage this weird night is a double scoop. Cookies and cream, ice cream cone. That's a a solid choice. Yeah, solid. So she tells her parents she's heading into town. And to her surprise, they actually break away from their TV show and ask, what's up? So she tells them, there's a ghost family next door, you guys. Danny isn't alive. And they just go back to watching TV. And I just laughed. (laughs) I was like, wow, good parents. Good parents
0: well I mean she roams free all through the day and night Um, yeah so I think that they're that like hands off kind of Mm -hmm. you know lock your kid outdoors kind of parent
1: yeah and throughout the book they talk about the brothers a little bit and you always just hear them wrestling somewhere or yelling somewhere so they're not really being monitored (laughs) at all yeah
0: yeah (laughs) We do it a little differently, um, but... <laughs> this is very hands-off. So. Yeah, it's like those those new age parents that talk about uh, free-range yes. children, which is convenient because when you have free-range kids, you get to sit on your ass and do nothing. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like that's less of a parenting choice mm-hmm. and more of a, this is much more convenient for me choice. Yeah, I think so. I think it's a
1: bit of, Yeah. So Hannah is a free-range child. (laughs) She heads out into the night to get her ice cream. And the air is thick and everything just kind of feels strange, like when you have weird weather. The whole downtown is dark. There's only a few lights on, but thankfully the ice cream parlor is one of them. So she gets closer, and she gets another one of those bad feelings again. Her legs start to feel weak whole body is cold and then three figures come busting out of the door of the ice cream parlor it's danny his two friends alan and fred from the post office and they're going so fast it's as if they just disappear down the street and into the night she can't see them anymore and the next thing she knows something hits her from behind and she lands roughly onto the street she pulls herself up, and her knees are aching, but they're not cut, and nothing else seems to be injured. And she sees that Mr. Harder is who knocked her down. He doesn't even apologize, because he's in a rage, just yelling and cursing at his wife inside the store. So she sets off to follow the path the boys took, because she's like, what the hell is going on? And she catches up with them a few blocks away. She hides across the street, under some near some bushes, I That's how I pictured it anyway. And she tries to listen in. It's just typical boy talk. They're cracking jokes, making fun of each other, and planning their next scheme. Then two headlights appear out of the dark. Hannah for sure thinks it's the police. And they're all screwed.
0: Mm, Why would they? Just for being outside? Or I don't know. Is there a curfew in place? I don't know. It's odd that, like, she jumps to, like, it's the coppers. Like, what are they doing?
1: <laughs> what are they doing? Right. She's, she's hiding in a bush, and they're bullshitting. Like, I mean, technically, they did steal ice cream. I guess. So, yeah, but, you know. Okay.
0: All right. All right. Fine. It's mm-hmm. the fuzz.
1: Got it. It's the fuzz. <laughs> nope. It's just the lost driver who needs some directions to the interstate. The boys give them directions. And because the light shined on, they realize they're in front of grumpy-ass Chesney's house. Oh, no. And his prized, hand-carved, swan mailbox. Picture this in your mind. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. It is a wooden, like (laughs) wood-carved mailbox shaped like a swan. Okay, (laughs) because
0: in my mind, it's like um, it's like the people who have the uh, ceramic geese, but they have um, outfits (laughs) for them, (laughs) (laughs) and like whatever um, holiday it is, like they have a corresponding outfit. So I I just got this. Mental picture of this crotchety old dude and like a <laughs> wife beater and like a shotgun coming out with like a new dress for swan. his <laughs> <laughs> swan.
1: Sorry,
0: okay. I love continue. It.
1: I guess this thing is well known to be his pride and joy. He loves <laughs> his, his mailbox. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> Alan and Fred start pushing Danny toward the box and they dare him to take it out of the ground. And he never turns down a dare, so they said. So they dare him and dare him to take it. And he doesn't want to. He's like, no, this is stupid, this is a bad idea. And even Hannah's like, this is really fucking stupid. And again, her gut is telling her something bad is gonna happen. So she decides to jump out from her hiding place and shout, hey! Then it all goes black like the street lights went out. And the two red glowing eyes are staring back at her. Hannah, it whispers. It's so close, she can smell its disgusting, foul breath. But she can't run, she can't scream. Then the light comes back on. Car headlights chased it away and she sees the boys are still arguing over this mailbox. Danny keeps wanting to leave Tells them it's getting late, but Alan and Fred won't let it go. They call Danny a chicken, and he relents, trying to get the post out of the box post of the box out of the ground, but it doesn't budge. So then Alan and Fred start pulling too, and then I wouldn't do that if I were you. They all turn to see Mister Chesney. I'm just very, like, we have two
0: very different light switch feelings in this book so far. We've got typical suburbia, bored, neighborhoods, kids, summertime shenanigans where you're making shit up to do. And you're (laughs) running around doing different stuff, being spies and stealing ice cream. and It's very relatable. And then on this other side, we've got this shadow person which is mm-hmm. fucking terrifying. Like one right. of the most scary things that I think has, has been spoken into existence
1: <laughs> and la, 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 everything's great. And I'm a shadow person. Right. And that's how it reads. Like I'm obviously, right. you know, cutting things out that aren't crucial, but that's how it reads. It's very like, they're doing stuff, they're doing stuff. And then the shadow comes and wow. we don't know what the shadow is. And you just, it's just this amorphous thing that's like. It almost feels like it. Yeah, it's kind of similar to that. Goes down from his porch and grabs Danny roughly by the shoulders and spins him around. And with that motion, one of the wings of the swan falls off and onto the ground. Danny breaks free and the boys take off running, and Chesney threatens them with his shotgun. Well, it's a shotgun, not a rifle, so if they're
0: on the sidewalk, he's not going to be able to hit them.
1: (laughs) It's more of a threat. It's like, I have this gun. (laughs) Shaking my gun in in the air. (laughs) Hannah decides to follow them back into town because she wants to know what the fuck's happening. And she's bored, I think. Yeah. So she keeps her cover through the bushes and the trees, and they finally reach the town square. And Alan and Fred are all laughs, falling on the ground, laughing. But Danny seems different. He's really scared. And he's rubbing his shoulder because Mr. Chesney had really hurt him. And Alan and Fred want payback. So they try to convince Danny to get revenge. But he insists on heading home, checks his watch, and is like, guys, my mom's waiting for me. I've got to go. So he takes off. And Hannah catches up to him, shouting, hey. And Danny is startled of course because she comes out of the dark and she tells him that she's been following him since the ice cream parlor <laughs> like you do like you do and he's like okay <laughs> and, but the first thing she does is judge him for hanging out with the two assholes that he calls friends and I get her point but at the same time you're like I just revealed myself to be a stalker I'm a little weird also your friends suck <laughs>
0: Wow, well, yeah. that's a tactic, though. You don't know what to say.
1: So it's like, I'll just start insulting him. So they walk a little further and they get to their houses. And Hannah wants to tell Danny what happened when she knocked on their door earlier. And because she can't help herself, she spills it. Why did your mom ignore me? Danny is silent, leans in and whispers. I guess I should tell you the truth. Are you ready? Do you think he's Um, a ghost um
0: he's a ghost or he's a homeschool kid
1: (laughs) could go either way okay so he leans in hannah my mom is deaf that's why she didn't hear you deaf hannah feels so stupid Mm-hmm. maybe all of her thoughts about ghosts are just freaking wrong so she apologizes to danny and promises not to tell anyone because his mom wouldn't want people to know i guess she's kind of embarrassed
0: <laughs> i think they're gonna find
1: out <laughs> i think so but he says he doesn't want to know because like she doesn't want people to feel sorry for her is what danny okay says. okay <laughs> So they go their separate ways and before she can say goodnight, Danny is gone again. (laughs) And then she reaches her back door as she goes to step inside. The red eyes and shadowy figure are back. Stay away, Hannah, it whispers. Stay away from Danny. Then, out of nowhere, a moan escapes her and she howls. So this is when we have to do visualization of Darth Vader in Empire Strikes Back going, (laughs) no, because that's what I pictured. (laughs) So she howls? Yeah, she goes, no. (laughs) Mm, Like you do. Like a guttural sound. There's nowhere to run. And this figure is getting closer and closer. Then her back door swings open saved just in time by her dad. She tells him, be careful and look out. There's nothing and nobody in the yard. He calms her down. She goes, I'm so sorry, you guys. I think I'm going crazy. And her parents are like, you're not crazy. It's okay. You know, kind of comforts her. And she's like, I'm going to bed. So she heads inside to go to bed. Her legs are still weak. And the figure is there waiting for her at the edge of her bed. And the light from the hall reveals it's just a sweatshirt. I've done that. I've done that so many times. Like, oh, my God, there's a person.
0: Like, (laughs) oh, my God, we're all going to die. Oh, shit.
1: Yep. I hate that. Like a towel or something. I'm like, ah, it's the worst. She gets into bed. She's, her mind is racing and just full of questions. Like, is Danny's mom really deaf? Is he really, like, what the hell? She has no idea what to think anymore. And he has to be lying. So she finally falls asleep, but has a horrible nightmare. A nightmare where Danny is the black shadow figure. Could it be? So that was it. The last straw. Tomorrow, she would ask him flat out and get to the bottom of this mess. She sees him the next morning playing with another ball in the yard. His kid likes balls. That's all I can say.
0: Hey. He soccer balls. <laughs>
1: This time, it's a soccer ball. So she storms over. Hey, Danny, are you a ghost? And he <laughs> looks at her like, what the fuck comes out of your mouth? And so he just doesn't even know what to say anymore. He rolls his eyes and just goes back to kicking his ball because he's like, I don't even know, lady. You're nuts. So Hannah just feels crazier and crazier and decides to let it go. And she wants to play with the ball with him in the yard and just, like, try to move on, I guess, from this awkward <laughs> encounter. You know what? You're right. Let's just play ball. So they're playing back and forth with the ball, and she's quizzing him about Alan and Fred and school and when they moved. And he's just dodging all of the questions, ignoring her, basically. Then he tells her that Alan and Fred want to go back to Chesney's for revenge. And Hannah's like, don't do that. It's a really bad idea. You know, he has this gun. You're nuts. Don't do it. Then the ball escapes them both. And they go tumbling to the grass. As they go to kick it, I guess they kind of fall. And Danny... Aww. I know, like Simba and all. Do they, that like, do they like fall together and roll down a hill? <laughs> they and, do, Aww. no hill, but they fall together in a romantic. Look. Aww. <laughs> and Danny tells Hannah to stop goofing around and he reaches out again, but she can't grab his hands. What is going on? Then Hannah blurts out, You're a ghost. I knew it. And Danny is so confused. You're crazy, Hannah. Then he puts his arm out to push her away, and it goes right through her chest. (gasps) She she didn't feel a thing. Then it dawns on her. Danny isn't a ghost. She is. (gasps) Bum, bum, bum. (laughs) Um, Did you guess it? Did you know? Did you have a feeling? I did
0: not. I was with her right? the whole way. I really. With well, there were clues though. I feel stupid now. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is
1: six cents all over again. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Like why does no one ever see her? What's going on right? Why does her mm-hmm. friend never write her back? Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Okay. But now mm-hmm. wait a minute. So then who's this shadow
1: person? We still don't know. So, Danny is freaking out, and he takes off running toward his house. Hannah is dizzy. She has no idea what to do, what to think. She just realizes she's dead. (laughs) Then voices interrupt her as she's confused there, and she ducks behind a tree to make sure to stay out of sight. It's Mrs. Quilty, the neighbor from earlier, and someone she doesn't recognize. She learns that the house has been vacant. Her house has been vacant for five years. It was rebuilt after the fire. The fire. Oh, Christ.
0: Oh, where she had the dream about the flames.
1: Her dream wasn't a dream. She did die that night. Her whole family died. They oh. left the fire. Wow. <laughs> so this one I would say it gets it gets heavy because you lost three children and a pair two parents.
0: <laughs> well, and that's a horrible way to die. Right.
1: <laughs> right. Like,
0: honestly, I, I was getting the somebody died horribly um vibe. Because when we thought mm-hmm. it was Danny that was the ghost and that he had friends that he was interacting with, I was like, okay, so wait a minute. So now there's, those kids have to be ghosts, too. So right. then, mm-hmm. because I watch way too much true crime, my mind immediately went to, like, <laughs> there's a kid's serial killer and they're <laughs> going to
1: hunt him down. That's a good, that would have been a good angle, too. <clears throat> so what happened was, is that they had left a fire burning in their backyard and they didn't put it out all the way correctly and the fire spread through the house quickly killing everybody burning the house completely to the ground and Hannah is just sobbing she can't believe what she's hearing no wonder she doesn't know Danny Alan or Fred no wonder nobody wrote her letters or that time never moved so she barrels through her back door shouting for her mom or for anybody, but nobody answers. Did they leave her behind? She has to talk to someone, anyone. She's racing around the house and it's suddenly empty. No belongings, no toys, no TV, it's just an abandoned house. She picks up the phone that's hanging on the wall, but who can she call? She's dead. So she falls to the ground in sadness closes her eyes, and just lets the darkness take over her. She finally opens them, and it's night. And she has that similar feeling of dread in her stomach, that something bad is going to happen. And she feels like she has to talk to Danny and explain. So she notices him take off from home on his bike, and she races after him, shouting at him to wait. But he just wants her to go away. He's scared of her. She's feeling hurt and rejected, but she realizes she knows where he's going and continues to race after him to Mr. Chesney's house. So that whole chapter was like super sad for me. I was like this poor girl.
0: Yeah. We took a turn. Didn't we? Like, right.
1: uh, Mm -hmm.
0: That's super depressing. Got real sad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, because Mm -hmm. it's one thing to be like, okay, this is a ghost. And now this is a ghost that didn't know they were a ghost. And now they're aware that they're a ghost. But, like, I'm going to be real pissed if the afterlife is one endless, boring summer.
1: Summer. (laughs) Right? I don't want that. I don't want that at all. I
0: mean, I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I I feel like I've maybe (laughs) earned a little more than that.
1: Yeah. At least, you know, some friends, something. (laughs) Something. Something. Not my annoying brothers and Yeah, now we're a all sad. Summer. We're like depressed in the void. Yeah, this book has taken me on a, took me on a roller coaster. She takes cover across the street from the Chesney's house. And the three boys are back working on getting the mailbox out of the ground. Chesney's car is not in the driveway, but she's like, how do they not know he's home? I mean, they have no idea. So she's panicked and just wants Danny to get out of there. She's really concerned for him. So they get the mailbox out of the ground and it gets tossed into the hedges. And then Hannah sees a small flicker of light. And Alan is holding a box of kitchen matches. And the three of them run up the driveway. What? What are they doing?
0: Are they Where breaking energy? Where are your parents? She's freaking out.
1: <laughs> these aren't ghost kids these have they have parents <laughs> so she races toward the house after them peers inside and just hears footsteps and laughter and just general mucking about they're gonna be in so much trouble hannah thinks don't they know this he could come home at any moment he has a gun you know she's just freaking out then suddenly light is coming from inside the house Why the hell do they turn the lights on? Turn off the lights. But it's not a lamplight. It's fire light. They started a fucking fire. And it gets crazier. So out of the darkness behind her, it's the damn voice again. Stay away, Hannah. Stay away. The shadowy figure is pulling her, closing in the darkness around her. So Alan is freaking out, going on about the matches and that they didn't mean to. And he's just staring at her in horror. Danny is trapped and can't get out. They need to get help. She decides she's going after Danny. She has to get him out. But the shadow figure gets in her way, telling her she can't save him and to go away. But Hannah reaches out toward the figure, thinking it would be like a nothing, but realizing it's solid. So she tugs at its cloak, and it falls away to reveal what you think it is.
0: Uh, It's the
1: old lady. (gasps) Mrs. Quilty! Mrs. Quilty! (laughs) It is Danny. Well, it's Danny's face oh no the figure tells her that he is danny's ghost and when he dies in the fire he'll be reborn the ghost yeah yeah (laughs) the ghost tells her she's too late and danny will go to the shadow world she screams and pushes herself forward straight through danny's ghost with all of her strength and pulls herself into the house through the window. She can't see Danny, but his tiny voice is coming from behind a wall of flames. She starts to doubt that she can save him, but remembers, I'm a ghost, I can't die twice. So she gathers her strength, runs through the flame wall and grabs Danny, forcing him up, telling him they have to go, they have to get out. They're coughing and fighting their way through the flames and the smoke. So Danny has a time traveling shadow person ghost. Yes. Got it. From the shadow world. Okay, Mm -hmm. check, continue. Hannah doesn't stop until she gets to the window and sees the light. She pulls, pulls herself and Danny out onto the cold grass. She sees the shadow figure begin to get consumed by the fire and it disappears into the sky. Danny turns to Hannah and whispers, thank you. Hannah smiles and everything goes black. Two hours later, Danny is waking up in the hospital. He has smoke inhalation and minor burns, but will be okay. His mom is leaning over him, comforting him. Mrs. Quilty is also in the room. Danny sits up and asks for Hannah. His mom reading his lips, because she's deaf, (laughs) is confused and Mrs. Quilty reminds them that Hannah is the girl that died five years ago. Hannah is watching from the doorway when she hears a voice call to her. It's her mom. Come back, Hannah. Come home. As her mom calls to her, she feels herself floating away. The room is turning gray, and Danny is getting smaller and smaller as she goes higher Danny remember me Hannah cries could he hear her she hoped so the end
0: hmm pretty okay.
1: intense okay
0: um i was very I'm-
1: sad by the yes end of
0: that mm-hmm. well okay so is this the so are we pulling a parallel to the movie then
1: maybe because
0: it wasn't in the in the movie when they they did the movie with jack black the girl next door that was a ghost i think
1: her name was hannah oh you're right oh my god i didn't even think of that you're so smart i'm looking it up on wikipedia right now oh good to see if it was yeah hannah zach listens as hannah and her father argue
0: yeah it's the girl next door and she's a ghost and at the end of the movie she kind of ascends and it was sad then too they can't all be my favorite i i like i liked it okay for what it was but i just feel Mm -hmm. like we didn't have a direction we were going in yeah yeah and we were going in so many different directions. I mm-hmm. wish he would have I appreciate the twist. Because yeah. this this was before a lot of like that Shyamalan thing was happening mm-hmm. where everybody had to have a twist at the end of everything. So I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that we have a twist. But like I I would just I feel like I would have enjoyed the book so much more if it would have just gone in one direction Mm -hmm. um because originally i really thought we were coming at it from like a serial killer angle and Mm -hmm. i thought maybe like the old man but we we totally dropped that and i feel like the swan did not get enough play (laughs) um i wanted the swan to have
1: outfits mm -hmm. i wanted the swan to come alive and be the ghost (laughs) well
0: good job
1: i like that one it was intense it It was intense it took us on a journey. (laughs) <laughs> but I like it
0: when, when you tell stories When I was a kid I just like to sit and have somebody tell me a story
1: yeah, me So too. that
0: was good That was fun though
1: I liked to read out loud as a kid That was like my thing like, Oh can I, I didn't
0: want to be the reader But I wanted to be the readie
1: I liked to. I didn't like to read in school But I would read to my mom Because I liked to read out loud I don't know if i to hear my own voice or what it was But I liked to read to my, my mom And I would do voices and stuff Awesome <laughs> and- Mm -hmm. That was like my weird little strange thing I did as a kid. I was like, can I read to you? I read her the entire James and the Giant Peach with voices for every character.
0: I love it. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I love it. Uh, But you know what else is awesome? Our -hmm. Facebook
1: group. It is.
0: With our awesome homies in there and our peeps on there. You can find us on Facebook if you search for Snacks with Stein i know because i've done it (laughs) and it's not it's not a closed group or anything like that you can just go on and like the page it's a place where people can go and share things we have um some people on there that are sharing their collections which Mm -hmm. is really cool like some of these collectors have uh, just and they've amassed this like incredible yeah like and it's not just books they collect they collect kind of all the memorabilia tied to Mm -hmm. either Fear street or goosebumps and goosebumps in particular. It's cool. So people have been posting their collectings. That's a a cool thing for you to go and check out. um, If you
1: have the time. I know that you love us because it's the month of love. Leave us some love Love. wherever you listen to us. Five stars of love. No one stars. (laughs) Five stars of love okay thank you (laughs) (laughs) our next episode is going to be Christy again taking us to dear old fear street with one evil summer which I affectionately called the one with the cat so look forward to that (laughs) (laughs) so until next time we are out like a spout in a drought